0: Open your Bibles right now. We're going to go, I believe, to the book of Jeremiah. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 10, in verse 23. Jeremiah 10 23. It says, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself, it is not in man that walks to direct his steps. God is telling us that the way is not in us. The man that walks is everybody who's alive on the planet. The man that walks, it's not in us to direct our own steps. It is on, it's not in man, it's not in himself to direct himself. Here's a big principle You gotta understand this. It's not in you to to direct your own steps. Because of that, we know this we need God to guide us. He is the one that's to direct our steps. We're never to do anything by ourselves or for ourselves. We are a created being, we're His child. We're made in His image and likeness. We act like Him. You know, He never does anything alone. You have the three who are one. The Father God always is the one that comes up with the plan. The Son of God, the Creator, He's the one that carries out the plan always. They work together. And the Holy Spirit of God, He is the revealer of the plan. We Here's a big thing with this. When you understand and get revelation of this, you realize that letting God know that you need Him, what that does is it lets you know that you need Him. Oh, God already knows you need Him. But as you let Him know you need Him, you, it helps you to know you always need Him. Because remember, We have this flesh, this old sin nature. It's not in our spirit, man. We renew our minds to get it out of our soulish realm, but we don't have the the fullness of our salvation yet. We don't have that glorified body that's free from the sin nature. And that sin nature in our flesh will always, it wars against our mind to try to take our spirits captive. It wants to do its own thing. It wants to direct its own steps. But we are a spirit. We possess a soul and we live in a body. We tell our body what to do. Our body doesn't drive us, we drive our body. This principle is brought out in Psalm 37 in verse 23. It says this, the steps of a good man are ordered, Uh, ordered by the Lord our steps are ordered by the Lord this word ordered in the Hebrew it's a Hebrew verb and it means our steps have been set up our steps have been prepared for us our steps have been made firm and established by God God has a plan for your life that plan was laid out it was prepared it was ordered it was set up it was made firm it was established before you ever hit the planet and you have the mighty Holy Spirit inside you as a child of God that will lead you into that path he will direct your steps Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord and he delights in his way see God not only orders our steps, but then as we walk it out, he delights. He delights in this way. He, he gets excited about our life. A big principle going on with this fact. What are we talking about? How to walk in the peace of God and how do we walk in the rest of God? In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not, don't rely on your own understanding. This word understanding means don't rely on your own mind's conclusions. Verse 6, in all your ways acknowledge Him, or in all your ways consider Him. That means in all your ways consider his word. What does the word of God say about what I'm doing or to do? It says, once I trust in, my, in the Lord with all my heart, not part, but all, once I stop relying on my own mind's conclusions, but when I consider him in all my ways, then now he shall direct my paths. See, he can't direct my paths before that, why? Because I'm not positioned. I'm trying to do it myself. So this is a roadmap. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a roadmap on how, how to be led by the Spirit of God. It goes on. New Testament says it this way. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This word led is the Greek word ago, A-G-O. It was a farming term. You've heard me say this many times. Where a farmer would tie a rope around his animal and lead him. The Holy Spirit down on the inside of you, he will lead you by your spirit man. How he does this is verse 16. So you jump from verse 14 down to verse 16, and it says the Spirit, it says itself in the King James, the Greek word means himself. So let's read it correctly. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the very sons of God. So this is how he leads us. He will bear witness with you right now, Saint, that you are a mature son of God. He, he, will, he will let you know that you're a child of God. So that when you're facing anything, if you're facing lack in any way financially, He will let you know, no, 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 that's not my will for your life. You're my child. If you face an attack of the enemy against your body and you have some sickness or some pain going on. He comes against that and he bears witness with you. And he says, no, that has no legal right in you. You have been redeemed from the curse of poverty and lack. You've been redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease. Let me lead you into this. He bears witness with us that we are the Son of God. In other words, the Holy Spirit inside of you Gives you the assurance that you're his. Now how that works is this. The Holy Spirit enlightens or impresses your spirit. And your spirit translates that impression. It takes that impression and translates it into a thought and communicates that to your mind. Now this thought will sound like you but this is the leading of the holy spirit we call this the inward witness in other words we must learn the still small voice on the inside in spite of all the noise and trouble on the outside how to do this this is going to be it's going to require diligence and commitment to this fact, to putting the Word of God first place in your life. This is how it works, church. This is how you walk in the peace of God. This is how you walk in the rest of God. Hearing from God, being led by the Holy Spirit, it's not a skill or a formula that you learn it is a sensitivity that you maintain. See, here's the thing. If you are occupied with your own life and with your own plans, if you're trying to figure these things out, what this does is it dulls you spiritually to where you lose that sensitivity so that you it's not clear anymore. See, I'm not teaching you a formula tonight. I'm not teaching you a skill. We have to stay sensitive, and we stay sensitive by literally keeping our eyes on Jesus, which means we keep his word in our heart, and we keep it coming out of our mouth. How we progress in life is literally we hear the Word of God on the inside of us. Faith comes, and I continue to hear, and it builds my faith. And then not only this, not only do I get in faith, but then I exercise my faith as I continue in the Word of God as I walk through life. And the Holy Spirit will lead you into this. Hallelujah. So don't let the enemy he'll constantly try to get you occupied with your own plans this is why we have to walk in the love of god the love of god compels us to never consider ourselves to always consider jesus and consider others because when you start considering yourself and guys you know as well as i do when circumstances are in your life, you might be in a storm right now. You might be in the water. You might be going through the fire right now. Know this, you might be in the boat, but Jesus is in the boat with you. He's in the fire with you. And you're not even to be shaken. We keep our eyes on him so that, remains, so that we remain sensitive so that now we're at peace, we're at rest, we're working out what he's working in. And this is how we walk and live by faith, by his faith, the faith of the Son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us. Hallelujah. Realize this, child of God. What you give your attention to is what's going to be on the inside of you. So this is why we have to not walk by sight and be focused on what's happening in us or what's happening around us. We need to stay focused on what God is doing in us. What you give your attention to will be what's on the inside of you, and what is on the inside of you will be the determining factor that determines the outcome of every test, of every trial, and of every circumstance that you and I face in life. What is on the inside of us determines the outcome of the test, trial, and circumstance that you either are facing now or will face. Guys, the greater one lives on the inside of us. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and we overcome the world with this, our faith. So we walk by faith and we, we don't walk by sight. This is huge we must make sure that God is directing our steps. Once you realize now, now let's kind of go to another phase of this. Once you realize in our walking in Revelation that literally it is not in me to direct my own steps, what that does is it, it causes me in every way to become completely dependent upon him he's now my guide I'm completely dependent upon him as we walk today in his word I'm completely you're completely dependent upon him and he has given you life God loves us he loves us all the time his love never wanes. He loves when you and I completely trust and depend on Him because now He is able. He has free access to our life and now He can direct our steps so that we can walk in Him through life. Once we're completely dependent upon Him, it, this, this place ensures that will always be in the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing with the right heart. See, the key to fulfilling God's plan for your life, the key to fulfilling what God is calling you to fulfill on this earth during your life, this is the key. Will I submit myself in humility? to completely depend upon him? That's the question. The answer must be yes. You cannot produce the God kind of results unless God is working in you, he's working for you, and he's working through you. It's impossible to produce the God kind of results. So now I want you to go to Jeremiah chapter 17 and we're going to look at verse 7 and verse 8 because this will continue to take us down as we're unpacking how to walk in the peace and rest of God how to live a life where we are completely dependent upon him child of God I'm sensing in my spirit right now you need to know that God loves you Honoring God in every way will never hurt you. He can only lead you into life. You can trust Him. He loves you. He cares for you. He's with you. And He will see you through to victory in every battle you'll ever face in life. Jeremiah chapter 17 in verse 7 and 8 says this. Blessed... This word blessed literally in the Hebrew language means empowered to prosper. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Verse 8, for he shall be as a tree planted by waters. That's more than enough provision. For he shall be planted by rivers of water, by by the river of or planted by waters and that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat comes but her leaf shall be green and she shall not and, and shall not be careful in the year of drought neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So, when you trust in God, you're like a tree planted by waters. And what happens? You spread the roots out all over the place by the river, and that causes you to have all the provision coming from the inside so that nothing on the outside affects you. It says you won't even see when heat comes. Your leaf will always be green. In other words, your life on the outside will always look like God's prospering you. So even on the outside, if if things dry up outside, money, jobs, doesn't matter because our provision comes from the inside and you will still look like you're prospering on the outside because you are. You're planted. Your roots have gone deep into these rivers. You have a more than enough supply. It says here, you won't be careful in the year of drought. That means you sow. When there's a drought, you expect a hundredfold return. You're not, you don't sow based on your need. You sow based on your love and honor and respect for the Lord in every arena of your life. So you give love, you forgive, you walk, you walk by faith, you help others. You're not concerned about yourself. You put others before you. You sow into your local church with tithes and offerings. You sow wherever the Holy Spirit leads you because He's your provider. See, trusting God brings happiness into your life. Trusting God it shows you which way to go and what your next step is and which steps to take. Trusting God causes you to always be protective, protected when evil comes against you. Trusting God causes you to overcome and walk through times of trouble and difficulty in peace and at rest. Trusting God is having complete confidence and dependence on God and on nothing else or no one else. Trusting God now is based on knowledge of Him. It's based on you knowing Him. Developing trust in God, it literally brings God's empowerment and God's victory into your life my trust in god empowers and it equips me to walk by faith so now let's jump over to 2nd timothy chapter 1 and i want you to look at the last half of verse 12 2nd timothy chapter 1 and we're going to look at the last part of verse 12 This is Paul talking to Timothy, a young pastor. Paul says this by the Spirit of God, For I know. This Greek word know means I perceive and I discern. So I'm seeing this. For I know whom I have believed. Notice it doesn't say what I believed. It's not about what you believe. It's about whom you believe. Our faith is in our God, our Father, our Shepherd, our Savior, the mighty Holy Spirit. For I know whom I have believed. This word believe means to have faith in. It means to trust. Paul is saying, I know whom I'm believing in. And he says this, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him, against that day church God is able to keep you know that faith in God confidence in God trust in God it's all based on our relationship with him we come to trust God through life's circumstances See, we come to trust God as we walk through life's circumstances with Him. Hallelujah. With Him how? In relationship with Him. When you trust God, God's empowerment empowers you to succeed in life. Trust in God always yields the blessing of God. And you, this is the big part of this, you must choose to trust Him. You make that choice. In the book of Psalms, chapter 18 and verse 2, it says this, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust my buckler this means my shield and my protector and the horn or the power of my salvation and my high tower he is my inaccessible place of refuge i can trust in him in romans chapter 10 in verse 17 it will kind of it's going to bring some clarity to how faith comes it says in Romans 10 17 this is a foundational scripture for us as believers in our walk and life of faith it says so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God so faith so then faith which is the ability to trust God comes by hearing not listening But hearing, hearing is allowing God's Word to speak to your heart. See, hearing is gaining revelation of God's Word. Faith comes, the ability to trust God comes as you reverence and honor and respect His Word above everything else in your life so that you have ears to hear And now the Holy Spirit can bring revelation to your heart of the Word of God. That's how faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hallelujah. To the degree that I have knowledge of Him, I can trust Him. Your confidence in God, it grows progressively. It grows little by little as you walk out God's path and God's plan for your life in relationship with him. Developing trust happens over time once you have made the decision, the life decision, that this is my option in life. It's to be completely dependent upon God and to trust him. That's when you walk in the peace and rest of God. See, the Bible it identifies God, it it identifies trusting God as the foundation of our life and relationship. In Isaiah 26, in verse 3 and verse 4, Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4 says this, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. See, the Bible identifies trusting God as keeping your mind on Him. During this time, during this season of your life, we must fix our eyes on Jesus always. To be honest with you, child of God, our whole existence throughout all eternity, which starts right now, is going to be face-to-face with our God. Isn't that good news? Wow. It says here, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Verse 4. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. This word literally means everlasting strength, but it also means an everlasting refuge. Realize this, child of God. God's word is the seed that keeps you at rest. I've been saying that to you for a while now. God's word is a seed that keeps you at rest. God's word cannot fail. Not only will it not fail, it cannot fail. So what we do in whatever we're facing, we find out. What the Word of God says about our situation. If I have sickness or disease or pain or weakness or infirmity in my life, I I go to the Word of God and I see what it says about that. And I find out that He sent His Word and healed me. That one of His benefits is that He heals all my diseases. I find out that Jesus Himself carried my sickness and bore my sickness and carried my pain so I don't have to. And I find out that with His stripes I am healed. So see, I go to the Word of God. I find out what the Word says about my situation. The foundation of our trust in God is the Word of God. It's His His Word. We must take God at His Word. We must put all of our trust in God. And how we do that is putting all of our trust in His Word. His word, you can't separate our God from his word. So why are we talking so much about trust if we're really teaching you how to walk in peace and rest? It's because your trust in God is expressed out of your life at rest. See, if you're in turmoil today, inwardly, you're not trusting the Lord. So we're going to show you how to get back in that position. Realize this, child of God, God wants you to trust Him 24-7 for all eternity so that you rest in Him and so that you walk in His peace. You cannot understand how to trust God without understanding how to enter His rest. Entering God's rest Literally, entering into God's rest will demonstrate the degree of trust that you have. It's our litmus test. As you see yourself and know that you've entered into His rest, you'll know the degree that you trust Him. What we're talking about when we say rest is we cease from our own works. What that means is we cease from our own works as God rested from his works when he created everything in the six in the in the creation of heaven and earth all this stuff it says that God rested he didn't rest because he was tired he rested because he was finished when we trust God It will be expressed out of our life, out of our mouth, because we will be saying, it is finished, and therefore I'm at rest. See, if you believe it's really finished, then you're going to stop trying to figure it out, because it's already finished. When were you healed? 2,000 years ago. Almost 2,000 years ago. When were all of your financial needs met? almost two thousand years ago it's finished when jesus said it is finished he meant it is finished we're celebrating easter this coming weekend wow or here just a little over a week i guess it is away we're 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 going to celebrate the resurrection of our king hallelujah isn't that isn't that amazing we're celebrating i guess what is it so it's wednesday so friday i guess is when jesus is crucified sunday is when he raises from the dead when he came out of the grave realize he said all authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth has been given to me and then he gave us the authority in the earth when he was hanging on the cross when he was being made sin when he was carrying the weight and judgment of all of sickness and disease poverty and lack spiritual death when it was done when he gave up the ghost he said it is finished If you believe it's finished, then you'll say it's finished and you'll rest. Resting means you're not trying to work something out in your own self effort. And see, here's the thing when we are at rest, now God is able to work. I must rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior my great shepherd, my healer, my provider. We are not talking about rest from work or inactivity. No, we're talking about being at rest while we're doing activity, while we're at work, but we're not working to try to figure it out. We're working out what the Holy Spirit is leading us in. No more toil in other words. So, I want to take you to Hebrews chapter 4. And as we kind of come down the slope now towards the end of this message, Hebrews chapter 4 talks about rest and it talks about how to attain it, how to attain the peace and rest of God. We're going to look at verse 1. Hebrews 4 1 says this Let us therefore fear. In other words, let us therefore, this Greek word fear, it literally means let us be cautious aware and diligent lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it in other words we show respect to that which God has said and then we walk by faith verse 2 for unto us was the gospel preached this word gospel means news that is so good, it just seems too good to be true. It's literally talking about the gospel is the grace of God, which is what God, through Christ, has done for you and I. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, talking about the children of Israel, which are our example. But the word preached Did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So the word of God we see will not profit us. We will will not be able to enter the rest of God if we don't mix faith with the word. And our mixer, as I've said many times to you, is one inch underneath your mouth, it is, or underneath your nose, it's your mouth. Your mouth is the mixer. You must mix the word of God with your mouth. So that's why the Bible says, don't ever let the word of God depart out of your mouth. It is to always be in your mouth. In other words, you're to be speaking the word all the time. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Interesting, if you look at, now keep your finger in Hebrews, but I'm going to go to Acts 20, verse 24. Paul said this, he said, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Paul is saying, I am not moved by anything because I don't count my life dear to myself. Galatians chapter 1 in verse 6 and 7, Paul said this in his writings, inspired by the Holy Spirit. He said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is the grace of God. The gospel of Christ, which is the gospel of grace, It includes, it's one gospel that includes prosperity, healing, deliverance, wholeness, peace, safety, everything. Why? Because all of these benefits came as a result of His grace, His unmerited favor. Him doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. Him going to the cross and in our place and paying our price so that now The sin nature and sin is removed and now we can become a child of God. Hallelujah. God's power will always flow through his grace and faith comes by hearing God's word and then you mix God's word with faith by speaking it. Then you act on your faith and walk in the results because when you do that you will always get results. God's word always works when you work it. So what I do is I mix. To work it, I mix the gospel with my faith. I meditate in the word, I meditate in the word. I say it over and over to myself. Revelation comes and now I see it becomes a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. The Holy Spirit brings revelation to me and now I speak the word of God out of my mouth and it brings the presence and the power of God on the scene, and then I walk in the light of His Word. And this is how I operate out of rest and operate out of peace instead of being in turmoil and being stressed. You cannot question God's Word and enter into His rest Because you're mixing the Word of God, or you're mixing these wrong words that you're speaking, you're taking your mouth and you're speaking death, you can't enter God's rest that way. In other words, to realize the blessing of God in your life tangible, you must mix faith with His Word. So, you've got to get the wine out of your voice you got to get the Word in your voice. Hebrews 4.3 For we which have believed, at the beginning of this verse, I want you to just focus here. For we which have believed do enter into rest. See, I can judge my beliefs by my rest. Believing God's Word causes me to enter into His rest the highest level of faith is rest. This this place of rest, this is the place of being fully persuaded that what God said He provided for you is done and now God is bringing it to pass. Let's jump down to Hebrews 4, 6. It says, Seeing therefore it remains that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached, the children of Israel, enter not in because of unbelief. So I want you to see this in these verses that we're going to talk about. The children of Israel never could enter the rest of God because they were in unbelief. This, this Hebrew word, along with the Greek word unbelief, means a rebellious disobedience. It means they were unpersuadable. They knew, this is where many in the church are at right now. You may be there tonight. You you don't have to stay there. Where you're saying, I know what God's word says. I could quote the verse, but I'm unpersuadable. It is not coming out of my mouth and it is not seen in my actions and in my life. You cannot enter God's rest if you're unpersuadable. And God calls it, rebellious disobedience he calls it faithlessness hebrews let's jump down to verse 9 and look at verse 9 and 10 hebrews 4 verse 9 and 10 it says there remains therefore a rest to the people of god for he that is entered into his rest he also has ceased from his own works as god did from his Verse 11, let us labor. That means let us make a diligent effort. It it, it also means let us study diligently. How we labor is by studying the word of God, putting it first place, meditating in it day and night, keeping it literally first place in our life keeping our, it, giving the word our undivided attention, keeping it before our eyes, keeping it in the midst of our heart. We labor this way. If you don't, you're going to be laboring trying to be, pay your bills and try to try to get well and do this and do that. And I'm telling you, you're never going to be enough in your own self. God wants you to live not a natural life, but a divine life, his life, zoe life. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief, the same example of unpersuadableness, the same example of faithlessness, the same example of rebellious disobedience. Now, I've said this in the last service, but I'm going to say this again Here is a formula that the Lord gave me a long, long time ago to enter the peace and rest of God. Step number one, you need to realize if fear, which is expressed in doubt or questioning, anxiety, if that is present, then unbelief will always manifest. Meditating in God's Word, this is step number two, Step number two, meditating in God's Word is what will drive out unbelief. Number three, I meditate in God's Word until God's Word on the inside of me eclipses the fear of any circumstance, trial, anything I'm going through on the outside. The the Word of God on the inside of me eclipses it. So now, the Word of God is bigger on the inside of me than any circumstance I'm seeing on the outside. At this point, this is when number four happens. Now, in this place, the peace of God will rule in your heart, will mount guard over your mind, causing you to enter the rest of God. When you enter God's rest, child of God, He is able to go to work on your behalf. Well, I hope that this word has penetrated your heart and has ministered to you. I pray that the Holy Spirit, as you seek, you'll find, as you knock, He will open. Know this. When you're hungry for God's Word and to know the truth of His Word, you will be filled.